0: And welcome to this week's edition of Treks in Sci-Fi. I'm Rico, your host. Uh, today is September 13th, 2009. This will be podcast 244 as we uh, zoom in or warp <laughs> into uh, year four plus for the podcast. On today's show, we're going to be looking at an episode from Star Trek Voyager. We haven't uh, covered one of those in a while. This episode is called Body and Soul. It's uh, it's a fun episode, uh, fairly lighthearted, and it's from the seventh, se- seventh season of Voyager. So uh, we'll be looking at that. Uh, I'll probably do a usual uh, play the episode and uh, comment as I watch it uh, along uh, with you listening. So uh, also some announcements, talk about upcoming podcasts, a few things that are upcoming for the show. And uh, I'll also talk about a little bit uh, on a couple of new things showing up on TV and at the movies and that kind of stuff. So um, we'll be back in a moment, or I'll be back in a moment to get the show really started.
1: Program complete. Enter when ready.
0: Well, welcome back to Treks in Sci-Fi. Welcome back after uh, a couple of minutes of intro, or welcome back to the podcast for another week if you're a long-time listener. I haven't said in a while, but uh, again, I, I really appreciate everyone that's uh, listened to the show over the long haul of four years, and also anyone who might be downloading this for the first time. I've... I think, you know, I said this over the summertime a little bit, but uh, with the success of the Star Trek movie and and Trek references showing up in a lot of different places these days, I've gotten quite a few uh, emails and uh, new people listening to the show. So if you're one of those, also welcome uh, to the podcast. This is the show where we talk about Trek and science fiction and fantasy and entertainment and and fun, geeky subjects or whatever pops into my head. Um, had a lot of fun doing uh, last week's show, that anniversary show with Mark here, and streaming over UStream. It's uh, it's always kind of tricky to coordinate all of that, uh, you know. But uh, I think it comes off uh, okay, and I enjoy doing it uh, from time to time. I, I keep talking or thinking about, you know, just turning on the webcam as I do these each week. But there's, I feel like I. I I'm a little different, I think, when I see, I know that the camera is rolling instead of me just talking. It, it's a little more relaxed and a little more comfortable, I think. Not that I, I mind, you know, <laughs> showing my handsome face across the universe and across the Internet. But it, it's, it's easier, I guess, technically to coordinate it all with just speaking. So the uh, web camera streaming type stuff will only happen on rare occasions. Uh, but anyway, it, it is fun to do from time to time. I want to start off with just saying I've gotten some recent donations. Uh, Peter, Rick, Jeff, and uh, those that are still donating monthly to the podcast, those are very welcome, especially at this time. Uh, Again, the PayPal donation buttons are on the forums, on the main site. Uh, In a couple of weeks, I'll be paying my annual fee to uh, DreamHost, which hosts all the podcasts and the website info. And everything uh, you know related to treks and sci-fi, the forums and everything like that, uh, I've got to pay that uh, once a year. It comes up towards the end of September. So uh, if you feel like donating once in a while, and you have it maybe uh, ever or in a while, now would be the time. That would be very appreciated. Uh, it's not a huge expense, but you know it's a bit. And especially uh, as I continue my search for a job, uh, every couple of dollars helps out. Uh, you know, whatever you guys can do, that's always great. Uh, I really appreciate it. I wanted to uh, mention a few things, uh, some new sci-fi and stuff that I've seen. I I saw the movie the other day. Mark and I went to see the movie Nine when that came out on 9909, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It, It's an animated effort. Uh, Tim Burton was involved. He didn't direct it, but it has some of his sort of style and look, you know, kind of like Nightmare Before Christmas and that kind of thing. Not that the story is like that at all. It's, It's just, you know... This is uh, I think it's just all computer you know CGI animation, but it has sort of a an old, kind of style to it. I don't know how to describe it exactly. If you've seen the previews, you probably know what I mean. Uh, it's kind of a futuristic tale. Uh, there, there are these um, different uh, beings, we'll just call them, uh, that uh, are different numbers. And and the main character, of course, is called Nine, since the movie is that. I'm not going to say a lot. It's only been out a few days, but I enjoyed it. Uh, it, it the story is, is good. Uh, the characters, you know, it's, to me, it's always a good sign with animation if you sort of get involved with the characters and care what happens to them, and and that, for me at least, happened in this movie. I, I enjoyed seeing it. I like to see these kind of things in the theater. Uh, animation, I think, in general, if it's done well, looks great on a huge screen. So, uh, go see Nine if uh, if you like that kind of thing. Working. Uh-huh. Working. Uh-huh. Also, the uh, fall TV season is just about upon us. There's a few things that have started out uh, in the sort of, uh, we'll call it fantasy or or whatever. You know, the thing that's really in these days, it seems, is is vampires. And I watched the premiere episode of this new show on the CW the other night called uh, The Vampire Diaries. This is based on a series of books. I don't have the author's name in front of me, but I'm sure you can... Google it uh, or look on Amazon.com and find out. uh, But it's based on a series of books that actually came out uh, several uh, years—I think almost ten years or so—before the Twilight books came out. Even though the sort of storyline and premise of this uh, Vampire Diaries series and and books seem to be very much like that, it's set in sort of a high school, and uh, there's sort of this you know brooding kind of vampire-ish. Vampire-ish, whatever. Vampire guy who sort of seems to be sort of falling in love with this girl in high school and that kind of thing. Um, long story short, I thought the first episode, the pilot, was okay. I I don't uh, I don't know yet what I think about the series. It, it's a little I don't know. There's something about it that's just not quite uh, you know all there for me yet. But I'll, I'll watch it for a few more episodes and see where it goes. Maybe it just seems a little like we're, we've got so many vampire-type things going on, you know, those Twilight things. Of course, in the past, we saw Buffy and Angel, and now, uh, you know, there's the whole Twilight thing going on. The They've also got, uh, to me, the most interesting, and it's a lot more adult, of course, uh, show uh, related to vampires right now is the HBO show True Blood, which I've uh, enjoyed quite a bit. That's in its second season. Uh, the Actually, the finale of the second season, the final episode, is, is airing tonight on HBO. But that show I, I, I like a lot. And the vampire aspect of that show is, well, it's it's there. It's important. But there's a lot more going on as well. And I think the characters, to me, on that show are a lot more interesting. Well, Vampire Diaries, I've only seen one episode, so I guess I can't really... <laughs> compare the two and and i try not to compare things like that you know enjoy them for what they are but we'll see how the cw show works out Uh, but true blood i highly recommend especially for um people that uh you know are you know adult age and don't mind a little you know sex and violence and 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 something that's a little bit nastier sometimes than what you would get on regular uh television it's a it's a cable show so of course they they can get away with more than you could on uh, like a CW or a regular network show. So uh, what else uh, has been going on? I, I guess that's about it as far as new shows coming back. Um, I did finish up the first season of Merlin. Enjoyed that quite a bit, the the BBC show. That is going to be starting up again soon uh, in uh, the UK on uh, September the 19th, which is a week f- or, you know, next Saturday. And I have read or heard that BBC America should be airing those episodes for the second season of Merlin not too long after uh, the the episode show in the UK. So hopefully there won't be as much lag uh, as there was when uh, the first uh, season of that show. And it's kind of a lighthearted, uh, you know, not as, as serious as some of the Arthur movies and legends have been portrayed before. This is sort of uh, King Arthur for the Smallville crowd in a way. Uh, Everybody's very young. Arthur's young. Merlin is young. Guinevere's young, all that kind of thing. They're all about, you know, 20-ish, give or take or so, uh, in age, and it shows their very early days. Arthur's father is actually the king currently. Uther is the king of Camelot, uh, and Arthur is just sort of learning, you know what it's going to take to be king and Merlin is uh his sort of servant actually in the uh in the series so it, i'm not going to say again a lot but it is a fun show i enjoy it and it's uh you know if you like that kind of thing you like the arthur myth and stuff you probably should give it a shot affirmative Oh, and before I forget, uh, I thought at the beginning or earlier part of the podcast today, what I would do is go over the upcoming podcast schedule. Sometimes I do this at the end when I update the schedule end of the podcast. But I thought I would do it sooner, eh, earlier in the podcast this time. Sometimes I think sometimes uh, – let's say that again. Sometimes people might not always listen to that last minute or so of the podcast. So I didn't want them to miss this. Here's the upcoming uh, episodes of Treks in Sci-Fi and Sci-Fi and topics I'll be covering. Next week, I am going to tackle the Alien films. What I'll do with that is probably focus on the first and the second movies, which are by far uh, the ones I enjoy the most. I'll probably briefly touch on the others, but the focus will be on The first Alien movie and the second one just called Aliens. Uh, If you have comments, uh, audio comments you'd like to send in and and discuss uh, Alien and what you thought about those movies or any of them in particular, uh, your comments are always welcome. Please send those to treksf at gmail.com. And that's true for any of the uh, subjects I'm going to be talking about here. The weekend after that, the weekend of September 27th, uh, I've touched on this subject before, but I wanted to do it again in a little more uh, detail and depth. I'm going to cover the uh, Star Trek fan films and the ones that are out there, uh, pretty much the ones that are going on right now. And that one I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do a video cast. I think I will be doing a video cast to show you clips from some of these fan film efforts and maybe things you uh, have not taken a look at yet, maybe pique your interest to get you to uh, check them out. And, uh, let's see, October 4th, the following weekend, will be an Enterprise episode called Singularity. I'll be covering that then. On October 11th, we're going to have a guest cast with uh, Billy Bob or Joe from the and Sci-Fi Forums. He's going to look at the very cool, very fun movie, Free Enterprise. Uh, On October 18th, I am going to kind of, uh, very briefly, it will be brief for all the episodes that they've released so far which uh, Season 1 had 20 episodes. I'm going to look at the Star Wars Clone Wars uh, animated series, primarily Season 1. But at that point, I think from what I've read, Season 2 will have started with a couple of episodes. I think it starts in early October, around the first weekend of October. So that will be Clone Wars uh, on the 18th. And on the 25th, uh, just a little uh, less than a week away from Halloween, uh, I'm going to look at a couple of old monster movies, uh, both Frankenstein and Dracula, uh, the uh, the ones with Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. Uh, those classic films. I'm going to be covering as sort of a Halloween um, special podcast. So that's uh, all those things are upcoming on uh, Treks and Sci-Fi. I'm now going to play a little comedy bit for you that I, I found not too long ago on YouTube. People have been uh, uh, commenting and talking about it a little bit on the forum. This is a, a comedy bit. I think it's from that college humor site. It is called Star Trek Confusion, and uh, it's fun, I think, just to listen to. The, look out for it on YouTube to, to watch the animation that goes with it. But this is sort of Star Trek mashed up with a lot of other sci-fi elements, so I think you'll get a kick out of it. I'll be back after I play this. I think it's a couple minutes long. <laughs>
2: We've
3: got no captain! And we've got no first officer to replace him!
2: Yeah, we do. Kirk, this is most illogical. You've only just left Starfleet Academy. You don't have the knowledge or experience.
4: Enough with your Vulcan logic, Spock. I've seen all this done a hundred times. Scotty, redirect all the power to the shield. Mr. Chekov, order all the crew to battle stations. Mr. Sulu, prepare for the jump to light speed. As you wish, Cap. Uh, um... Is there a problem, Mr. Sulu? Well, it's just that we call it warp speed, not light speed. Of course. Warp speed. Mr. Chekhov, set a course to Tatooine. Warp factor eight. Eh?
2: We can't go to Tatooine, sir.
4: Damn it! R2-D2, fix the hyperdrive motivator! What motivator? Someone must have stolen it. Arr, Boba Fett!
2: No, we can't go there because that planet existed a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. USS
3: Enterprise! Vader! Your ship is withering under our attack. Surrender to the Romulan fleet or be destroyed.
2: Captain, photon cannons are ready. We're
4: locked under their ship. (sighs) Switch off the targeting computer. Captain, don't do that. May the force be with me.
5: Wait! You just
3: blew up the earth. Forgive me, you must. Really? Enough, Captain Kirk. I am.
5: My father? No!
3: What? No. No, I'm beaming my soldiers aboard.
6: Stormtroopers. Romulans. Ready your blasters. Phasers. Frack.
4: Jesus Christ. Al Qualon de What
3: was that, Elvish? Hmm. Oh, I just got stabbed. Sulu, no! Oh. Uh. You there, Ewok. Fetch me, Excalibur. The Nebuchadnezzar will survive, and I will not rest until
4: I've killed every Terminator in Jurassic Park.
5: Rufio! Rufio! Rufio!
0: (gasps) (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, pretty funny stuff, uh, just check out uh, that on YouTube. Uh, it's, like I said, by the guys over at College Humor. Uh, it's called Star Trek Confusion. I hope they do some more of those. Uh, it'll be fun to see some more blendings of all the different sci-fi things. and it, It's just fun how they just pull in all these different elements. It, it really works, and it's worth watching the animation, too. Now I'm going to play a, a TV theme. I did this a few times. I wanted to kind of get back to it. This is not the greatest quality uh, of audio, but I wanted to hear the the narrated version of the opening theme to this TV show from 1977. Only ran for ten episodes on NBC. The series is called The Fantastic Journey.
7: Lost in the Devil's Triangle, trapped in a dimension with beings from the future and from other worlds, a party of adventurers journeys through zones of time back to their own time. Varian, a man from the 23rd century, possessing awesome powers From 1977, Fred, a young doctor just out of medical school Scott Jordan, the 13-year-old son of a famous scientist Liana, daughter of an Atlantean father and an extraterrestrial mother Jonathan Willoway, rebel scientist from the 1960s. Together, they face the frightening unknown on The Fantastic Journey.
0: So there you go, an opening um, theme to uh, The Fantastic Journey. Again, it just ran in in 1977, only for like about 10 episodes on NBC. It basically was a a group of people uh, trapped in the Bermuda Triangle on this island, uh, and they would go through these different gateways or, or portals uh, of time on this island, and it would take them to different eras. And there was a group of them, you heard them described in the uh, opening credits there. It was a really cool concept, kind of lost uh, like a little bit, you know, like the TV show Lost these days, sort of some similarities to a degree. But anyway, I I enjoyed it, and uh, it's uh, unfortunately not out on DVD, but I've managed to get copies of the episodes, but it's not officially out anywhere. So they'll probably show up sometime over at uh, geekplay.tv, where I've been putting up some old cult classic sci-fi shows for people to watch streaming on that site. So check out, I've been uh, uploading lately, uh, The Misfits of Science. So anyway, that's all over at uh, geekplay.tv.
8: Hi, this is Rick Moyer, Moyer777 on the forums. I love treks and sci-fi. Rico, you rock. And you know you inspired me to do my own podcast, and so I have. Every week I've started putting out a podcast called Take Him With You, and it's all about my life and the world around me. You might find it interesting. I guarantee you, you'll smile by the end of the podcast. And in a world that is kind of depressing lately... I think it's great to be encouraged every week. So would you try it out? Come take a listen. It's at www.takehimwithyou.com. It's called Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious.
0: Okay, thanks for that, Rick. Definitely everyone check out Rick's podcasts uh, over at takehimwithyou.com um one last thing I want to mention then we're gonna get into the Voyager episode uh, I am working with uh, the company called Mevio. I mentioned this on last week's podcast and uh, I am slowly getting uh, the uh, setup or the web or <laughs> uh, okay can't talk right now let's try again. I am slowly getting my sort of page or, or interface set up over at Mevio. You will be able to find this, or you can find it actually right now. It, it's uh, getting there. Anyway, you just go to uh, http colon forward slash forward slash, you know, uh, treksinscifi.mevio.com. I'll try to put a link up in the podcast notes and uh, comment on that on the main website and things and have a link there as well. But it'll be again Treks and Sci-Fi, all one word. Dot mevio Dot com, and that will be another place you'll be able to both listen to episodes, watch the video casts, and some other cool things as well there. Also, uh, like I think I mentioned on last week's podcast, fairly soon there will probably be short little uh, occasional ads for things like GoDaddy and thing other uh, uh, types of you know you know the typical ads podcast feature these days uh t-shirt places i don't know there there's a whole list of them and i'm still working those details out of which ones we're going to feature on Treks and Sci-Fi it'll be small and it won't really you know be like you know minutes and minutes of the podcast will be taken up by ads or anything like that they will be very minor and hopefully you know if these services are interest to you this will be a way for you to save a little bit of money on them if you're interested in things Like uh, GoDaddy in that But anyway, that'll be coming up in the next few weeks Just kind of uh, wanted to clue everyone in on that Uh, But in the meantime, just check it out over at TrexandSciFi.mevio.com Okay, let's get into uh, this week's episode of uh, Star Trek that we're going to be covering This is from the seventh season And it is called, uh, seventh season of Voyager And it is called Body and Soul Let's get to it Alright, we're over uh, now on the Voyager episode with uh, the Delta Flyer, and the Doctor is examining some little rock-like thing.
9: Ensign Kim, please try and hold us steady. This material is extremely fragile. Sorry, Doc, I'm doing the best I can. Maybe I should have insisted on a more experienced pilot, like Mister Paris. I'd give
6: anything to trade places with him right now.
9: Seven, can you join me, please?
10: On my way.
6: I don't know if I can take three more days of chasing comets with him.
10: The time might pass more easily if we disable his vocal processor.
9: I thought you might find this interesting.
10: Pre-animate biomatter.
9: Look deeper.
10: An undeveloped nucleus contained in a
9: cytoplasmic matrix. And buried deep inside that nucleus, primitive strands of DNA. The beginnings of life, Seven. What's your point? When I look at this, I don't see a mere cell. I see the potential for literature and art, empires and kingdoms.
10: Perhaps your visual subroutines are malfunctioning.
9: (sighs) Someday. This cytoplasmic matrix may fall into the primordial sea of a distant world where it could ignite an evolutionary process. Eons from now, a creature not unlike you could emerge. Look up at the stars and ask, Who am I? How did I come to be? It's the miracle of creation, Seven. Doesn't that excite you? Uh. Ensign Kim, I asked you to hold us. We're under attack!
0: All right, this episode uh, is in the earlier part of Season 7 of Star Trek Voyager. Uh, Let's see, uh, it's called Body and Soul. It is, the story is by Michael Taylor and the teleplay is by eric morris phyllis strong and mike sussman Uh, pretty much familiar names the uh director for this though is robert duncan mcneil which is of course tom harris tom 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 harris where'd that come from excuse me tom paris uh who plays the you know pilot on voyager he directed this and he's been doing a lot of directing lately Uh, He's been involved in some uh, cable television and other things, so uh, he was uh, doing quite a bit of directing even back here uh, during Voyager, and I think he uh, got a lot of good experience on that. I think this episode, I don't know what it is or what made me exactly pull this one out and use this for this week, or when I made the schedule up uh, several weeks ago. I think uh, I've been wanting to uh, work more towards the end of the run on Voyager, some of the later episodes, later season, episodes 6 and 7, and uh, eventually work them to the point where I'll cover the finale on the uh, show. Uh, the characters are real well-developed at this point, and they just start to have some fun uh, fun times with them. And that's what this episode to me is, is kind of about uh, that you'll see here soon. Uh, on uh, more Star Trek Voyager with the episode Body and Soul. So let's get back to um, the first act now.
6: This is the Federation ship, Delta Flyer. We're on a peaceful mission. Hold your fire. You're transporting a suspected photonic insurgent through Locarum space. Drop your shields and prepare to be warned. Photonic insurgent? If you're referring to the hologram, he's our doctor. Seven, we've lost thrusters.
10: And try reinitializing the driver coils.
6: Voyager, this is the flyer. Mayday, come in.
10: Subspace communications are offline. Tractor
6: beam. Remodulate our shields. That should break us
5: free.
10: Shields are down. They're using some kind of disruption field. It's decompiling your
5: matrix.
6: Federation vessel. Power down your systems and prepare to surrender the batonic. Seven, they're pulling us in. You're going to have to hide the doctor's program.
11: We're here for the insurgent.
0: Where's the photon? So they've got four beamed board, uh the, uh, the as Matrix, Liar. who murdered him. Seven?
10: I'm sorry. There wasn't enough
11: time. Biogenic material. It could be used to create viral weapons.
4: Confiscated.
11: Our doctor
10: was using these spores to synthesize new medicines, not weapons. What's this? It's my portable regeneration unit. I have a unique physiology. This device
11: maintains my cybernetic systems.
2: Have this analyzed? Yes, sir.
11: There's no one else aboard.
2: Take them to detention and secure their ship in the docking bay. You got what you wanted. Let us go! Transporting photonics and manufacturing biogenic weapons are serious charges.
6: Superior! Uh.
0: So they're thrown into this uh. ship's uh, holding, yeah, Anson, you know, cell force and field, the things. That'd be the least of our problems?
10: The situation is not as desperate as it appears.
6: Not as desperate? We're prisoners on an alien ship? Voyager has no idea we're missing, and the doctor's been decompiled.
10: The reports of my decompilation have been greatly exaggerated.
0: Jerry Ryan is just a hoot in this episode, and Dog. I said the word hoot, yes.
10: Please state the nature of the medical emergency.
0: She does such a good job doing doctor. is just her really matrix. amazing.
10: An interesting sensation, to say the least.
6: And now you're in control of Seven's body?
10: Total control, it seems.
6: What about Seven? Is she all right?
10: I scanned her before the aliens came aboard. Physiologically, she's fine. As for her consciousness, I'm assuming it's submerged. But there's no way to be sure, until I vacate her systems and conduct a neurological exam.
6: Then we need the mobile emitter.
10: This experience will make a fascinating article for the Starfleet Medical
6: Journal. Ow! Careful, that's not your body, remember?
10: I knew seven senses were more acute than the average humanoid, but... I had no idea. What is that? What? That smell.
6: I don't smell anything.
10: It could be an airborne toxin. <laughs> Do you think they're trying to poison us?
0: Ah, uh, that's what I like about this episode the most, is just, just the way she plays playing the doctor.
10: It's you.
6: It's been a busy day. I guess I'm perspiring a little. A little?
10: Seven's had a busy day, too, and she's come through it smelling like the proverbial rose.
0: Oh, this uh pretty funny stuff in this Captain's episode. Captain's Log, dated at You, you three, know, there's, there's some drama three. and, you We've know, the, our
1: pulling in the Delta at Flyer in a night, And we're on our way to rendezvous with the Delta Flyer. We expect to reach them in 48 hours.
3: Headache, fever, respiratory
0: distress. Now we're in Tuvok's uh, quarters. He doesn't Looks look like so good, kind of and, and Paris is, is doing a little is medical exam. Virus.
3: Now, you want to tell me what's going on? In the doctor's database, you'll find a medication under file Theta-12-Alpha, please, replicate it immediately. You know I can't give out medicine without knowing what it's for. If you must know, I am suffering from a neurochemical imbalance. An imbalance? It is native to my species. This wouldn't be the kind of imbalance that comes around once every seven years. My Ponfar is in the early stages. The urges are still controllable. You never fail to amaze me, Tuvok. A man of your advanced years still driven by the mating instinct? Unlike in humans, the Vulcan libido increases with time. Well, I guess there has to be some kind of reward for all that Vulcan discipline. The doctor anticipated my needs and developed a treatment combined with meditation. It will enable me to control the symptoms. Well, if that doesn't work, there's always a cold sonic shower. I'll tell the captain that you'll be out of commission for a couple of days. She will want to know why. Well, according to my tricorder, all we've got here is a mild case of the Tarkalian flu.
0: Thank you, Lieutenant. I always enjoyed, you know, like they gave Paris a little more to do, you know, as being uh, the doctor's kind of uh, nurse in sickbay and assistant. No idea
10: that eating was such a sensual experience—the tastes, the textures, feeling it slide down Seven's esophagus—it's, it's exquisite.
6: They're prison rations. <laughs> my uniform probably tastes better.
10: You know, I was thinking, when we get back to Voyager, perhaps you and Seven could help me modify my physical parameters.
6: Why? I can eat, of course, like any other member of the crew. There's just one small problem. You don't have a stomach. Where's the food gonna go?
10: I believe we can construct a holographic stomach. It can store the food for eventual recycling.
6: Maybe we should focus on something more productive, like getting out of here.
9: (laughs) Yeah.
10: Relax, Ensign. Our shipmates have never let us down before. I'm sure the captain will clear up this little misunderstanding. In the meantime,
11: are you going to finish that? You, come with us
6: I'm the senior officer, if you're gonna take someone, take me
11: My orders were specific
10: Don't worry, Anson, I can take care of myself hmm. My compliments to the chef
0: This, uh, one, uh, alien... Girl in here is played by this actress, Megan Gallagher. She's shown up in a few other times in the Trek. I'll have to look that up at some point. I know I've, I've seen her in so. other TV shows as a guest star.
2: Pulse-phased weapons. Duranium-enforced oh huh. Much more sophisticated than the typical smuggler's vessel.
10: How many ways do you want me to say this? We are not smugglers or terrorists. We are explorers. Let us contact our ship. Our captain will explain everything.
2: If you're innocent, then you won't mind telling me more about this vessel. Oh. For instance, um, this device. What does it do?
10: That's a standard food replicator.
2: Can it be used to create bio-weapons?
10: Not well, unless you count Mr. Neelix's boolean souffle. Let me show you. Computer, one slice of New York cheesecake. This is an old earth
2: delicacy. How do I know you're not trying to poison me?
11: Please. <laughs>
0: and now Seven takes a bite of the cheesecake, mm. which looks really good, by the way.
5: Mm.
0: <laughs> She's oh. very, uh, oh, I never or the imagined. doctor, I should say, is very mm. happy with it. Is this the first it. time you've tried that? Of course
10: not. I, it's just that I usually avoid foods that are this rich I do have a figure to maintain oh I better get another for you a computer another slice of
1: cheesecake
0: (laughs) she doesn't want to give him her piece and she then she hands him the one she's already eaten a little off of so she can have the full piece that's pretty funny too and this guy of course likes it a lot
2: What other foods can that device create?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So now they're gonna have a little fun, and there's all these plates of different Uh, kinds of foods on the floor. During my time with the Collective, we
10: we assimilated thousands of cultures from one end of the galaxy to the other. (laughs) I'll say this for the Borg we certainly do travel. (laughs) Uh, Of course, my life didn't truly begin until I came aboard Voyager. And met the person who, and now who changed some my life. Kind of life. The only one who truly believed in me,
0: Wine or something,
10: saw my true potential. Your captain, Our doctor. That's right, the photonic. If only you could have known him. <laughs> a ruggedly handsome, sharp wit, a towering intellect. <laughs> if he <had> not <laughs> and I had been And
0: a towering ego, well. I think. Really, you now know, we'll never uh, know
10: what heights he could have reached.
0: I hope you understand.
2: I had no choice.
10: I was just following orders. I've heard that before.
2: (laughs) Maybe there's something I could do for you. Uh, I'll speak to my superiors. Ask for leniency.
10: If I survive that long. What do you mean? My cybernetic components are already depolarizing. I need my regeneration device. As you can see, my motor functions are already impaired
2: if I give this back to you will you do something for me it
10: was so nice of you to escort me ah nice to see you ensign are you drunk? it wasn't (laughs) my fault Seven's unique physiology is unique it doesn't react well to synthahol what happened? Captain Rannick and I shared a meal aboard the flyer. He's really a gentleman once you get to know him.
0: You ah, so it was supposed to just be sent to Holland. It wasn't and...
10: a date. It was a tactical right, maneuver but designed she to react the same win way the trust of our captors. And it worked.
6: <laughs> I won't ask what you had to do to get this.
10: Nothing unladylike, I assure you. They lost their medic in a recent skirmish, and I offered to take his place.
6: Let's download your program before they change their mind. <clears throat> Be careful where you point those tubules. Alright.
0: This is one of the few times you can see the implant on Seven's face kind of Blink a little and glow when they transfer the doctor back to the center. You've had quite a shock to your system. Let me explain what's happened.
10: I know exactly what's happened. You've been abusing my body.
0: I never really explain in this, uh, in this episode Shh. why the I doctor is able to take control of her to get consciousness.
9: Sometimes a, a glass of wine can loosen the tongue. One glass. That doesn't excuse the other eight. Was it that many? <laughs> Seven? You were aware of everything? Painfully. I'm afraid the role of spy wasn't written into my program. I was forced to improvise.
10: You improvised your way through an entire cheesecake, as well as three servings of Katerian chocolate puffs. Now I have to suffer the consequences.
9: I apologize if I overindulged. I'll be more careful next time.
10: There won't be a next time.
9: I'll be discovered. They'll decompile my program. Shh.
0: It's funny they don't have I know security this is difficult cameras, for you, uh, but you're going to have to put all, up with it until we can get out of get here. Away a of something. How do you
10: propose we do that?
9: Maybe you can tap into their com system, get a message to Voyager. Deciphering alien computers isn't exactly my forte,
10: but it is one of mine. If you can get close enough while they're accessing their systems, I'll be able to observe their command protocols.
4: What's the situation? The captain wants the female prisoner to medical. Care. We should proceed.
10: <sighs>
9: saving my life I want you to know how grateful I am
10: try to remember that the next time you're tempted to overindulge
11: (sighs) photonics viral weapon attacks the cerebral cortex Within days the victims suffer complete synaptic failure. Now, if we can't stop the
0: virus,
10: we may be able to slow its progress. We need to synthesize a neural inhibitor.
0: So these people are uh, being uh Forgive attacked me, but by some kind of the ship's tactical officer. That's what she's tactical describing officer, there. Medic, engineer. We're
11: We've lost nearly a
10: third hands. of our crew to the photonics. Now, you certainly know your way around medical bay.
11: <laughs> you may have missed your true calling. Actually, Emic always thought I'd become a teacher. He used to call me the little professor. Who's Emic? The photonic who helped raise my brother and me. He knew more about treating scrapes and bruises than any organic doctor I ever met. Sounds like someone I'd enjoy meeting. Maybe, before he joined the insurgency. Why did he do that? I ask myself that question every day. We never treated him like a servant, but he turned against us anyway. Is it? He felt subjugated. I don't see how he lived his own life, pursued his own interests. He was part of our family. At least I thought he was. We should get back to the patient.
0: So here's another case of, you know, some kind of uh, other race being subjugated. It could take up to a day to determine if the inhibitor is working. used as slaves, Thank you know, kind of like the Terminator idea of machines. Thank and me. And Thank my ship's
10: doctor. Eventually, these he taught me everything I know about And remember, thing, he was a photonic.
0: They eventually Actually, you got tired a lot in of
10: common with a He was something of a jack-of-all-trades, too. I suspect you'd have gotten along famously. I'm certain he would have taken a liking to you.
0: I think one thing that works really here is you probably had two opposites here together, you know, the doctor's probably actually one of the more medication. kind of emotional and you increase the characters on the show, and Seven is your more Vulcan like in a way, where he's very medicine, I'll make the best that. of the situation so until putting returns. her in, or him in Seven's body was, was kind of a nice little twist there. And now we're back with Tuvok in Paris. On I do Voyager. have one area
3: of expertise that might help. It's a holodeck. I am a married man. It's the holodeck, Tuvok. It doesn't count. It doesn't Is count. that what you tell your wife? Oh, no, of course not. My days of rescuing slave girls from Planet 10 are history. Look, you have photographs of your wife, right? Well, the computer can use them to create a replica. It wouldn't be breaking your vows if it's a hologram of your wife.
0: That's an interesting concept or idea, huh?
1: As it was in the dawn of Obviously our
0: days, as quite it will away be for all tomorrows. Still.
1: To you, my husband, I consecrate all that I am. To
3: pal my wife, from you I receive all that I am.
1: As it was
10: in the beginning, so shall it be now.
0: Two bodies, one mind. This is one of the rare times you can see. I'm picking up a vessel, Tuvok's, closing at high uh, impulse. Wife They're firing.
1: Shields are holding. Open a channel. This is Captain Catherine Janeway of the Federation Starship Voyager. We're on a peaceful mission.
2: We've detected photonic activity aboard your vessel. Drop your shields and prepare to be boarded.
1: Photonic activity?
3: Tuvok, he's in holodeck two. They're firing again. It's some kind of photonic disruptor directed at holodeck two.
1: Target their weapons array. And fire. They're hailing. On screen.
2: Drop your shields and prepare to receive our inspection teams.
1: You're not in a position to be making demands. Why did you fire on us? Your vessel is carrying photonics through Lakirum space. We didn't realize that was forbidden. We'd be happy to shut down our holodex. <laughs>
0: Oh, Port Tuvok, though.
1: Your sensors should confirm they've been deactivated. You're still required to submit to inspection. Your sensors should also confirm that our weapons are ready to fire. We're both reasonable people. I suggest a compromise. Your vessel will escort us through Lokiram territory. That way you can keep an eye on us. Make sure we don't reactivate our holodecks. The other alternative is we destroy your ship.
2: Your proposal is acceptable.
0: Sometimes
1: diplomacy requires a little saber rattling. Begin long range scans.
0: I wonder why that. Vessel can picture know them about now. The them My father in his Airponics the, you know, bay pruning his cone of vines. To each other,
11: but My mother reading in her favorite chair. Out. Nothing in that home ever changes. It must be comforting to have a place like that to go back to I've never been away this long before His progress is remarkable I want you to know I'm going to tell my superiors everything you've done for us First Rannick and now you I may become the first prisoner of war to be decorated by his captors I know someone who'd really enjoy meeting you.
0: Notice the, uh, the pronouns that he's using, too. He referred to himself as his. My brother, Loden.
11: Your brother. You'd like him. He's ambitious, accomplished, and he'd love your sense of humor. Apparently it's my most attractive quality.
2: Seven of nine, please report to the bridge.
0: Of course, still being the doctor in there... And now he's gonna get a little interest by this guy, this captain of the ship.
10: Let me guess. Your crew decided to abandon ship.
2: I wanted to thank you. I had a wonderful time the other night.
10: It's not often that I indulge myself
2: like that. (laughs) It's been a long time for me, too. I remembered your interest in stellar phenomena, so I requested a course change... ...to show you something. What is it? To an astronomer, it's simply a pulsar cluster. But our poets call it the window of dreams. You can travel from one end of the quadrant to the other and never see anything like it. Lovely! Pulsar's EM fields, vibrating against our hull. I once thought this was the most beautiful sight in the sector. I see now that I was wrong.
0: <laughs> As he looks at Seven, when he says oh, that... I almost forgot And he's you. the Doctor, of course, is kind of oblivious to this oh, a
2: bit.
10: Oh, I promised a friend I'd go easy on the hull. Do you hear that? It's identical to the rhythm produced by the eight-chambered Ketarian heart.
2: wrong
9: rapid
10: pulse respiratory distress you may be having a reaction to the pulsar's radiation we should get you to the medical bay
2: no i'm not going to the medical bay
10: you starship captains are all alike you can stare down the barrel of a phaser cannon but you can't stomach a simple medical exam <laughs> i
2: don't need an exam to know what i'm suffering
0: from <laughs> and now he kisses seven which of- uh, it's not what the Doctor had in mind. You were wrong. I, I
2: didn't mean to offend you. It's just I've never met a woman like you before. It's because there are no women
10: like me.
0: Which is definitely true. And, uh, the Doctor, again, and it's just such a fun time to watch this again because you could so see the Doctor in the way wrong. she
10: Summoned me to the bridge under the pretext of a little star. He had her
0: emotions and what he really body wanted language. was to use my things. face
10: as a tongue depressor.
11: I am surprised to hear that. It was completely inappropriate. That kind of behavior would get a Starfleet captain reassigned to a garbage scow. I'm not defending what he did, but you have to understand we've been out here for a long time. It's difficult to hide your feelings, especially when you work closely with someone you're attracted to. You have feelings for him?
10: I've known lotharios like Rannick. Trust me, you don't want anything to do with him. You need someone who. Who can appreciate your many talents? Someone. Overflowing with intelligence and compassion.
11: Someone capable. Oh. oh. It looks like a spasm of the trapezius. I had no idea it could be. So excruciating that's what happens when you yes. work so long without rest
0: Seven just kind of reached up oh, for our last something I kind of should a technique a that might help. I'll, I'll try
11: it, please, anything
0: And now uh, this other uh, alien girl is kind of massaging her Or him It gets so confusing <laughs> on this episode
5: Did
10: I hurt you? No, 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 no. Well, then what's <laughs> but wrong? now
0: he's starting to feel a little something.
10: There's something you don't know about me, something
11: I have to tell you. It's all right. I know. You do? How could you? Your cybernetic implants? Your portable regenerator? You're not going to tell anyone, are you? I would never say anything to the crew. But Rannick knows. He does? Of course, it was apparent the moment we scanned you. I can't believe you didn't say anything. It wouldn't have been appropriate. You're part Borg. It's nothing to be ashamed of.
10: Security to medical bay.
11: This is Lieutenant Jaron.
10: The prisoner is ill. He's requesting treatment by his crewmate. Uh. 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 Ensign.
6: I had to think a seizure before the guard would let me see you.
10: Calm down. Seven and I have been making progress.
9: Did you get a look at their computer?
10: During the one brief moment when the doctor wasn't indulging himself.
9: I think I've shown considerable restraint under the circumstances.
10: Kissing Rannick on the bridge, is that your idea of restraint? Kissing?
9: Not that it's any of your business, but if you must know...
10: Rannick kissed me. And the massage you got from Lieutenant Jaren? Entirely therapeutic. You became sexually aroused in my body.
9: (laughs) Well, you become a crime to enjoy a sensation or two. Of course, you'd be the last person to understand that. What do you mean? The whole world is full of experiences and sensations, but you insist on denying yourself. Instead of replicating caviar, you choose Nutritional Supplement 13-Alpha.
10: Caviar is an indulgence. Indulgences are what make life worth living!
9: Shh. <laughs> These last few days have been a revelation. Feeling your lungs fill with air. The surge of adrenaline through your veins. Until I spent a day in your skin, I never knew what I was missing.
10: You may have been better off not knowing.
9: We're quite a pair. Me, trapped by the limitations of photons and force fields. You, by a drone's obsession with efficiency. You'd make an excellent hologram. All right, listen.
6: You can argue all you want when we get back to Voyager, but that's not going to happen unless we come up with a plan. Did you learn anything about their comm system?
10: It can only be accessed from the bridge, but I saw Rannig enter his command codes.
6: If we can get those codes to Voyager, they may be able to disable the shields and beam us out. How are we going to do that?
10: The subspace transceiver on the flyer.
6: Can you get aboard?
10: It's heavily guarded.
9: I can get a (laughs) support.
0: Of course. Captain.
11: May I speak
10: with you? Privately. Mm -hmm. I owe you an apology.
2: Well, I was the one who acted inappropriately. A
10: kiss is hardly a court-martial offense. It's just that you caught me by surprise. I
2: I won't make that mistake again.
10: Perhaps we should start over.
2: What did you have in mind?
10: Oh, good. Start with a toast.
2: I thought Oh,
10: I can make an exception for a special occasion. Computer. Champagne. Two glasses.
0: It's kind of interesting two to me that this, new uh, this culture could do photonic beings and, some, and creatures and things are...
10: As I've discovered recently. Like the
0: doctor, but they don't have replicators. I I always thought that that would be even an easier technology, but who knows?
10: Computer, dim the lights. Play EMH music file Gamma 12.
0: Now, uh, the uh, This is down seven here and they're dancing. The on something the walls. something else. Uh, Delta I learned flyer, doctor.
2: Doing a little waltz. waltz. Captain Rannick, please come to the bridge. What is it? We've received an encrypted transmission. Uh, I'll be right there.
10: You're not leaving.
2: I'll be back as soon as I can.
10: <laughs> I really think you should stay.
0: Now, uh, Seven knocked him out with Never a hologram. Never play
10: hard to get with a hologram.
3: <laughs> still no sign of the Flyer's warp signature.
1: I appreciate your sense of duty, Tuvok, but we can handle the situation without you.
3: Under the circumstances, abandoning my post would be a dereliction of duty. My illness is still in the early stages, I can control it.
1: If I remember correctly, the last time you came down with the Tarkalian flu was seven years ago. As soon as this is over, the holodeck is at your disposal. There you are, Commander! Now, a person in
3: your condition really ought to be in bed. This is my grandmother's recipe, guaranteed to cure even the most stubborn flu. (laughs) Smell that? I don't smell anything. Exactly. I prepared it just the way you like it. No herbs or spices of any kind. It's practically tasteless.
0: <laughs> We're receiving a hail. Neelix, It's the Delta Flyer. On
1: screen. Seven, it's good to see you. I'm afraid there's no time for pleasantries, Captain.
10: We're being held prisoner on a Locirum patrol ship. I'm sending you our precise location and the command codes to disable their shields. Are the Doctor and Harry all right? Ensign Kim is his usual chipper self. As for me, I'm looking forward to a long, uneventful shift in sickbay. What? (laughs) Doctor? It's a long story, Captain. Delta Flyer out.
3: They may be in more trouble than we thought. Set a course. Our escort isn't going to take kindly to a detour.
1: What's the status of their weapons?
3: They've repaired their forward phasers.
1: Target their power matrix. We may only get one shot, so make it count. Ready. Do
0: it. So they disabled you.
1: Get us out of here. Maximum and,
0: uh, warp. Now they're going to detour to go get the fire.
10: What's wrong with him? Apparently, Captain Rannick has an even lower tolerance for the Hall than I do. That doesn't sound like Rannick. It's probably
11: not something he'd admit to his crew. We should keep this between us. What are you doing? Reviving him? I I wouldn't recommend that. Uh,
2: uh, uh, uh. Take her to detention. Uh, Separate her from the other prisoner.
11: There are traces of sedative in your bloodstream.
2: What was your plan? aid the insurgents
11: there was no plan
10: we trusted you i'm still a prisoner on your ship and despite our friendship my first obligation is to escape we
11: were going to recommend leniency if you knew who i really
10: was i doubt you'd be trying to help me
4: alien vessel approaching i want her where i can see her
1: With those command codes. Open a channel. This is Captain Catherine Janeway. We don't want to fight. Return my people and we'll be on our way. Your people
2: were caught transporting a photonic insurgent and biogenic material.
1: We don't want to disable your ship, but we will if we have to.
11: We're losing our ventral shield grid. Compensate. I'm trying. They tapped into the shield matrix. They're using your command authorization. Mm-hmm.
7: They're rerouting power. <laughs> He's tying Seven
2: their shields them
1: directly them into, look into look the warp like matrix. I don't know how that If ends. you
2: fire on us, you'll trigger a core breach. You'll be killing the people you're here to rescue.
1: End transmission. Tractor beam. Floor reverse. Target the meters. <laughs> Chakotay, can you send a comm signal directly to Seven's cortical node? Doctor, if you can hear me, we need your help. Try to disable their shields. Stand by for transport.
9: I have injured here, Captain. I can't leave yet. You'll die without immediate surgery. I know this is difficult to grasp, but I'm the person you've been getting to know the last few days. My program was in control of Seven's body.
11: You're lying.
9: I know you have feelings for Rannick. If he dies,
0: you're never going to forgive yourself. say a vital science,
9: are are good. I suppose I should be uh, grateful. A thank you is customary after someone saves your life.
2: What happened was between me and Seven
9: of Nine, not you. I'm sorry you feel that way. The truth is, aside from a few awkward moments, I enjoyed our time together. There are... Many women would appreciate an attractive man like you. I'm just not one of them.
11: Uh, more of our vessels <laughs> are on the way. You should leave while you can.
9: Thank you. I guess you won't be introducing me to your brother.
11: I'm not sure you're the kind of person he's interested in.
9: You mean because I'm a hologram? <laughs> <laughs> I don't imagine this experience yeah, is going to change your feelings about photonics. But I wanted you to know. I'm grateful for the time we've spent together.
11: You're a talented doctor. We're the ones who should be grateful.
9: I'm glad I could help. Doctor DeVoyager, one to be mounted.
3: To see you're over the flu. I have fully recovered. Thank you for your assistance. Oh, don't mention it. I just hope everything was okay. Not exactly. My wife's ears are four millimeters shorter than your facsimiles, so I took a little artistic license. Aside from that, was everything all right? The hologram was adequate, but no substitute for my wife. Of course not.
0: Ah, far. Well, you'll get home soon.
9: Please state the nature of the medical emergency.
10: There isn't one, yet.
9: The mess hall is three decks up. In case you've forgotten, I've lost my appetite, permanently.
10: That doesn't mean you're incapable of enjoying a meal. Foie gras with truffles. An ancient earth delicacy. Chateau Riquemme. According to the culinary database, the ideal accompaniment.
9: Not your usual fare.
10: It's come to my attention that nutritional supplements don't fully meet my needs. I see. I thought we could share this experience. I'll describe the meal to you, the tastes, the sensations. Perhaps you can enjoy it vicariously.
9: What about the wine? It doesn't exactly agree with you.
10: If I become sick, I won't have far to go. Two shared experiences. You're here.
0: So this kind of also here helps Seven along her path to become more human, and a little less bored, which is you know kind of a, a little bit of a point in the episode. Just a you know fun time to watch. It's uh, again to me that. The best part of this episode was the, you know, the way uh, Jerry Ryan played the doctor, you know, being in her body and having his mannerisms and the kinds of words and the way he even moves and everything like that. She just did a great job with that. And uh, uh, interestingly, there's a cool show uh, called Leverage uh, that just ended its, uh, its current summer season run. But Jerry Ryan is now going to be a member of that cast, and the series comes back, I think, in January. So if you've never seen it, it's really a cool kind of caper show, well worth watching. I think it's on uh, TNT, and again, it's called Leverage. I think we're into like the second season, I guess it is right now. And again, it's a lot of fun to watch, so uh, check that out. And I think you might be able to see those episodes on Hulu dot com so check out the leverage and again jerry ryan will be on that series when it comes back in january i'm gonna take a short break and i'll be back in a moment
12: hey rico i'm from london well very conveniently Voyager's airing at the moment and the episodes body and soul came up on television last week which is just as well because when you were talking about it last sunday i really didn't recognize from your description which episode it was i think you'd gone down the route to talk about Seven and Nine and the Doctor swapping bodies and from the original airing all I really remember from this is the uh, Tuvok storyline I was going to say Tolok but that's a different Vulcan we won't go near the RPG for the moment for some reason I'd missed the main storyline of this one so I really couldn't remember Seven and Nine and the Doctor getting captured or Seven tubiling the Doctor into I don't know, whatever neural processor he went into it was a fun episode to watch and I think you suspect that the actors certainly Jerry Ryan had a, had a good time with this I think I read somewhere that they'd run it through with Robert Picardo doing some of Seven of Nine's scenes mm. just so that uh, she could watch him and the mannerisms and the facial expressions he'd use in, in having that sort of conversation and then she could have a go herself. And certainly she puts herself across as a completely different character. I mean, there are some people who say that she's not that good an actress. I'm sure I've seen that in a few places. You know, she's she's there for the for the glamour side of things. but But looking at this... She carries it off very well. I mean, you can tell she's probably having quite a good time with it as well, and it must always be nice, too, when, you, when you're into a, a few years of a, an established character to actually play it in a different fashion. You can sort of, I'm not sure being possessed by Robert Picardo is something I'd wish on anybody, but as I say, she seemed to have fun with it. Actually, it must have been quite fun to pick up and and carry the comedic element directly for once. Seven of Nine has always had a little bit of of comic input, but generally in the sense of of being the straight man, whereas The Doctor has always been a lot more direct in in his input to the humour with his acerbic wit and uh, lack of bedside manner. I'm sure playing a serious Borg can probably get quite trying after a while. And have we ever met a Borg that wasn't serious? The 2 book storyline, as I say, also, I remember. The one thing that, that jars with me slightly with that one is having had Vorik go through the same thing, I don't know, a year or two previously, I guess, in ship in time. I think I would have expected people to be a, a little bit more aware of, of the way Vulcans live their lives. I mean, I, I guess Paris worked out what was happening and Janeway was certainly aware from, from her own understanding, so I guess they did play it that way. But something to me... People seemed a little bit more bemused by what was happening than perhaps I thought reality would reflect. But overall, it was a good episode. It was a little bit lighter than some might have been, but I certainly had a good time with it. Particularly not having remembered half of it, it was actually quite fun to watch it again. And there was a what felt like a whole new element, which is always enjoyable, given that uh, nobody's made a new series of this stuff for quite a while now. Anyway, well, I'm sure there's a lot more that could be said on this one. I'm equally sure that you've probably said it all already, and I'd only be repeating you if I tried to cover it all. So I'll leave it there. Look forward to listening to the final results on your Monday. It's always good to get another tracks in Sci-Fi. Welcome to your fifth year of podcasting. May there be many more. Cheers.
0: Well, thanks very much, Mike, for your comments. Uh, Yeah, that really makes sense. I hadn't heard that part before about how Robert Picardo did maybe some of the acting of some of those scenes and then... Uh, jerry ryan was able to kind of mimic it to a degree uh i you know they always have worked together uh pretty closely on voyager the doctor and seven so i think uh she probably had a pretty good handle on his character anyway but that uh is an interesting idea and I, it makes a lot of sense too so uh, thanks very much for your comments i've got a couple more comments here to play about this episode uh so listen
4: in hey rico hey Treks and sci-fi joe from toronto here that's billy bob 476 on the trex and sci-fi forums And I'm here to speak about this week's episode that Rico is covering, uh, Body and Soul from Voyager. Okay, well let me start by saying, um, I guess this is probably one of the first times that I personally have ever sent in comments that weren't stellar, Uh, but I, not that I didn't enjoy this episode, but I guess I wasn't particularly captivated and enthralled by this episode. Storyline-wise, it's an interesting idea, but it's just something that I felt has been done a lot in Star Trek up to this point, you know, up to the point that this episode came out, and very much, especially in Voyager, it was another The Doctor and Seven Learn How to Be Human episodes, and kind of the problem I found with this one was that uh, no one was really ever in any real danger, in my mind, like, you... You watch the episode and Voyager gets you know, encounters this this ship and they're like, Oh hey, you have photonics, blah blah blah, and Janeway basically disables them. So Voyager's never in any real danger. And uh, even the prisoners I found were never in any real danger because everyone wanted to make out with Seven of Nine. So, um, you know, it was there were some funny moments there was character development you know at the end you see the doctor and 7 become closer and 7 learns how to be a better person or a better human or whatever but um at the end of the day i guess i can't say that i was incredibly entertained sorry to uh to have to send in some some more negative sounding comments but i guess that's the way i felt and if anyone can convince me otherwise or convince me why I should be more entertained by this particular episode. Uh, you know, feel free. But um, that's what I have to say. Thank you very much.
0: Well, also, uh, thank you, Joe, for your comments. Yeah, you know, it's obviously an episode that's it's a, it's a lot lighter than, you know, the typical, like, you know, people in danger kind of thing. I don't know. Sometimes in, in Trek over the years, one, one thing I'll just say and point out, and I always kind of found this true maybe even more on Voyager than any of the other series, there were... You know, there were some episodes where they really seemed like they were having a hard time really in danger, but overall, because of the technology and the techno babble, I've always found Voyager and, and and some of even TNG and Deep Space 9 occasionally never really is gritty and it but, well not so much deep space 9 maybe but never is is much of a danger element where i was really worried about what was going to happen to them and you know would they make it out of this they always make it out of it but you're right the, this episode you know these prisoners because of i think the captain of this alien ship's infatuation with 7 they kind of have the run of the place almost so it, it is definitely uh the, there isn't a whole lot of suspense and it is done for mostly, you know, comedy and a little character building. But yeah, I don't, I don't disagree at all, Joe, with you. And I could see why some people. I found it really entertaining. I just, I just got a kick out of just seeing uh, Jerry Ryan's performance. You know, kind of playing Picardo or the Doctor, I, I guess you could call it. He's really playing the character of the Doctor. And yeah, there isn't really a huge amount of things that happen that further their development that much and story and it had been kind of done a little bit before here and there so uh, yeah i i it's not like that i disagree i guess i was probably just maybe more entertained than you were joe but uh definitely appreciate your comments always great to hear from you we've got one more uh comment here from uh this one is from uh, rick moyer and his comments about body and soul
8: hey rico this is rick moyer from taking with you and moyer 777 on the forums And I'm so glad that you are covering the episode of Voyager, Body and Soul. Uh, What a really cool episode this is! Um, I think probably because the Doctor is one of my favorite characters on Voyager because he just he's very comedic, and the way that they cover him though is is really fun. And it was great to see him finally get the opportunity to have feeling and to be able to eat food and taste it and all this different of course living his life through seven of nine it was hysterical and of course i got a kick out of the fact that um uh, the love interests that were going on and you know how are they going to handle this and it, it was just hilarious and of course that's just that's just my thing I, I really like seeing the doctor put in situations where he has to deal with emotions and with the whole sensory perception thing, I thought that was really cool. Got a real kick out of um, Jerry Ryan um, reacting to you know as the character Seven of Nine reacting to her body being used or abused and <laughs> partying and all that stuff. That was that was absolutely great. So anyway, just really enjoyed this episode. I like Voyager a lot. That's a great series, and uh, I need to watch more Voyager. I wish it was still. It's it, right now. It's not on on our on our. Um, Satellite schedule right now, but I'm sure it will be back again. So, good stuff. So, thanks Rico for covering this. I had a song, you know, I actually wrote a song, song had a parody song recorded and everything, but I just didn't like it, so I didn't submit it. Uh, sometimes, you know, you do, you work on something, it just doesn't come together, and this one, ah, just didn't didn't do it for me. So um, maybe next time. So thanks for everything, Rico. Have a great day, and uh, see you next week.
0: Well, thank you, Rick, for your comments. Yeah, it's a fun episode. And again, it's uh, I wanted to pick something that was a little uh, light and fun. And like I said, more towards the later seasons of Voyager uh, for this week. So, uh, so there we have the look at Body and Soul. I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, discussion. And again, thanks for the comments. Those are great to have. And uh, I hope people will be sending in some things for next week's show, which will be on... Alien, uh, or the Alien franchise of movies, and there's supposed to be another one, Uh, and I'll try to dig up some information more on that with Ridley Scott's involvement, and the idea that I was hearing was that it was going to be a prequel, a new uh, Alien movie, but a prequel to what we've seen before, so that should be interesting. Uh, That's going to wrap up this week's show. I'm just going to head out now and uh, edit this up and get it posted. I I do want to uh, end the show, though, with a song... Uh, and I know Rick said he tried to uh, include one, but I thought something appropriate because we kind of talked about uh, Voyager, or was a Voyager episode we covered this week. Uh, the uh, actress that played Naomi Wildman on Voyager, uh, her name is uh, Scarlett Palmers, P. Palmers maybe, P. O. M. E. P. O. M. E R S. Anyway, she is uh, still acting, and she is also starting kind of a singing career. And I thought I would end the podcast, and I won't be back after I play her song. But I would, I'm going to play one of her songs. You can, if you search for uh, Scarlet. Palmer's, Palmer's, however you say her last name, uh, on YouTube you'll find some of her stuff. Uh, some of one of them is a live performance, and a few other songs. Anyway, I'm going to play one here as we take the uh, podcast out, as they say, and uh, I'll leave you with uh, Scarlett singing. And I think she has a really good voice. And I think I just bumped the mic there. Hopefully you didn't hear that. Anyway, uh, again, uh, this will be a song by Scarlett to end this week's edition of Treks and Sci-Fi. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hey, put a review up on iTunes. Uh, I really would appreciate that if you haven't done that before, especially. Uh, those are always great to get, uh, and a rating, a nice rating up on iTunes. Uh, Podcast Alley is still a good place to put up uh, postings and ratings, too, but iTunes, I think, is where people go for podcasts quite a bit these days, so those are always wonderful to uh, to read and see. So, everyone, again, have a great week. I will talk to you again next weekend and hear Scarlett singing and thanks for listening to Tracks in Sci-Fi.
7: Sci-Fi with Rico Dosti. Copyright 2009, all rights reserved. Treks in Sci-Fi.